0: rage, specifically righteous rage. Now, today's episode was originally recorded as a video. If you want to scope us with your eyes, feel a little bit closer, expand your sensory experience of the Conscious Awesome show, head on over to our Locals page, consciousawesome.locals.com. It's where we host all of our Conscious Awesome show videos. It's where the community gets to drop in Join us there, won't you, as well? Stock up on chocolate at yescacao.com. Follow Danny's everything at DannyCats.locals.com, And buckle up, because it's time for the Conscious Awesome Show.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show with your hosts, Danny Katz and Justin Polgar. We're here to explore what is awesome about consciousness. We're here to basically basically dance nakedly in the truth of reality uh, while calling out to the elements in different cosmic tongues. Today, we will use English. <laughs> It's a joyful day. Welcome, DK.
0: Thank you. Welcome, Justin. So nice to see you. Uh,
1: it's always a pleasure. Always being all directions.
0: I just think. A our, reminder. Hopefully our audience knows that every time we say always, we're using two L's. We are to represent
1: the spatial, not the temporal exactly. relationship of always. Otherwise, we would just say forever or something like that. Correct. Yes. So, um, you know, interesting, because I said it's a joyful day, and do you know what our topic is today in this episode 16?
0: 16. It's our sweet 16.
1: Yes, it's our sweet 16, and with our sweet 16, we are going into righteous rage.
0: Righteous rage? What is righteous rage? What does that mean, Justin Frank-Polgar?
1: Let's take a deep breath on that. Maybe uh collectively, as our audience, we can have a little drop in. Take a deep breath. Get into this time code. And all be in the same Venn diagram together. I take deep breaths differently. Red flag on the on the righteous rage. I take deep flags. I take. <laughs> I take deep breaths differently now that I have watched how Orion, how my 21-month-old, takes deep breaths. He's a great oh, teacher.
0: I would like to follow this trajectory for a moment. As a warm-up before we head into Righteous Rage, how has your yes. breath shifted? What are you learning from Orion?
1: It is more commonly now, there's the the curve of your mouth being up because he's smiling, usually because he knows that I'm watching him take a deep breath. This is how we start the meal. Everyone holds hands and we do several deep breaths. And then he starts doing wiggle arms and, and going woo, woo, woo. And the exhale actually has force to it.
0: There's oh, like a he's moving he's energy. lungs. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm learning from my teacher.
0: You brought this up as we meander our way towards our topic because the other day where you and i were having a a non-local mind meld while you were hiking uh, um, yes, i was tapping into changes in the atmosphere specifically in new mexico with bill gates plan to block out the sun with mm-hmm. uh unnamed particulate and i was just tapping into um changing my breath pattern to accommodate changes in the atmosphere and I was practicing um, circular breathing wherein all of my cells are um they're absorbing oxygen versus it being like an up down with my lungs and I was feeling very called to continue to master this technique um as the earth plane is uh being messy. Adapting. <laughs> is it ad- is adapting, to Is
1: adapting. We're adapting to us adapting as a humanness. Um, is that like a spherical in and out?
0: No, it's, um, I realize, I get this visual. It's very much like an infinite of there's no end, there's no beginning. And when I feel like, like when there's the urge to either, if it's at the bottom of an inhale and it's either an urge to take in, to exhale or vice versa that there's it's it's like a geometric infinity um and it's about resisting the urge to do what my lungs think they need to do and to instead invite the oxygen in through all of my cells fractal lungs and then to Mm. expel it the same way so it's not there's no like local place in my body it's all happening in and out of my cells
1: your body is being breathed bingo that's fabulous oh i love that and so key and this adapting environment because i'm also a big fan of us learning how to adapt that there are so many breathing techniques there are so many sound techniques that we can use to both protect and project and emanate and all of these things which we can get into a little more actually that's that's gonna loop us right into our topic because um, what brought what brought this idea of this topic was watching an Orion Morningstar YouTube video where he was just went full on rage, like a vent cast. I call them vent casts, when um, instead of like a podcast or vlog cast. A vent cast is when you just use the camera and just throw your raw emotional data into the lens to release and to educate if that's part of the function. In his case, it was, and it was to let, he needed to let some things out. And it felt so vicariously awesome to hear him do that. And it's, to me, I I wouldn't consciously choose to listen to someone rage. I, I wouldn't think to do that, but when it occurs, It was extremely satisfying because I think it was speaking to a part of me that was also like part of my humanity that has a rage about what's going on in the world and different injustice and the whole gambit of things that we are uh, able to be angry with and rageful with. Uh, And then I also, so I I heard Orion Morningstar's video. I registered how his rage was righteous rage because of, the purity and rawness, and also that he wasn't projecting at anyone; he was speaking to the state of reality. It was a very, it was a subtle shift, but that was part of what felt clean for me to vicariously intake. Um, and also, last week's topic, courage, ends with rage. Courage, courage.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: So I thought this would be a good piggyback.
0: I love it. So a couple things. One, I just want to comment on VentCast is brilliant. Does that exist? Is that a a hashtag? Is that a thing that indicates types of shows people are putting out or content?
1: As far as I know, it represents only a folder of videos on my own phone.
0: (laughs) I love that you have a folder for it. That's so cool.
1: I have a VentCast. Yeah, sometimes it's just... That's where it needs to happen.
0: Did you see the vent cast that I posted a couple days ago of the woman yelling at people wearing masks for pushing the agenda?
1: In uh, Yes, I believe so. That was a couple days ago. I'm all swirly with-
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: Um, yeah, like a little bit older woman. Not that old, but a little older. She was probably in a red state, I would guess. She was pretty righteous. I rage. loved
0: her. It was one of those that I, I watched a couple times because it made me so happy, similar to, to when Orion Morningstar loses it. So my first question is what is your relationship with rage? Do you let do you vent in that way?
1: For about 30 years, I did not allow myself to rage. It did bubble up. Uh, A handful of times, probably less than a handful of times, which is problematic for, you know, it's like I did not recognize the accumulation of frustration and anger. And so because I was not aware of that, you know, this is in adolescence and um, in my 20s as well, probably as a child before that, but I don't recall. I was a pretty happy child, but I'm sure. Some injustice on the soccer field tipped me over a couple times.
0: <laughs> but um, would you speak to these injustices?
1: Not normally, but there's only so much you can stuff in this vehicle. Uh, I remember going rage full on a volleyball coach um, where the things coming out of my mouth, I would never like plan to say it's just it was a, it was like taking the entirety of calling someone's shadow out and their insecurities and actually this wasn't righteous rage because this was essentially giving all responsibility of the problem I was perceiving to that person mm. I didn't take responsibility in in that particular instance um, I had another experience where I was in a class in a partnership, like a group working thing. And I got accused of not doing my part. And in my, for whatever reason, in my perspective, it was the exact opposite. Like I had done all of the work and was, and um, I got called out for it. And I I just went off on, like, on my best friend and she didn't talk to me for three weeks because I scared the shit out of her.
0: Rage is scary.
1: It's a scary thing, especially when we when we don't have this, the release, like just the, the steam that comes out or a proper place to put it, be it physical activity or consciously allowing us. I used to actually just go into the garage and just yell and yell. And that felt so good. And then it would just move the energy. But when I didn't move the energy for a while, it would just come out in an uncontrolled way, and which usually meant, it wasn't conscious, and it usually meant someone was going to be hurt or offended, or I was going to say something that I didn't, I didn't mean, but I was feeling, like I was feeling justified in trying to get someone else to feel something that I was feeling, you know. So, when these I things, just, yeah,
0: when I just said rage is scary, I had an an image popped into my mind of a friend of mine. Uh, when we were having a disagreement about, you know, something political nonsense, nothing interpersonal. And he was triggered, but that rage wasn't expressed. And I realized what's really scary is rage that isn't expressed. That simmering rage that's being either lied about or covered up for like that to me is super terrifying because there's a dishonesty behind it. I think that's you know, as far as righteous rage, because I have the same experience of o- these Orion Orion Morningstar videos that you're having as well. I look to Orion Morningstar as someone who lifts me up and he even says in his videos, stay up fam. And I'm like, oh, right. It's better to vibe high. It's more helpful. It's more fun. It's more generous to our collective field. And when he loses it, there's some sort of release of like, oh, he's human. It's okay. There's like a permission there that, you can still be high, high vibe and you can still express rage and go off. And I feel like rage gets a really bad rap in our culture and it's not really loud to, to release it.
1: It's because it's not safe, you know, and our culture is obsessed with safety and mitigating harm and hurt feelings and all these things at least especially lie. now that's a
0: lie that's not true if that were the case then we would not mm. be eating red dye we wouldn't have fluor fluoride in our water we wouldn't have chemtrails they don't give a shit about our safety on any level it's playing this it's pretend it's this make-believe
1: it's an optics game it's an optic safety right For for sure i mean i think that we both know enough to know that it's not there's no depth to it it's just a surface game um and you know when you're when you're saying that where unexpressed rage is is scary uh i go into my my genealogy like i go into my like my father and his father and his father's father and i think at least in my experience there is this kindness that is the front facing of the lineage of masculine and, um, you know, going up through my paternal line that is super kind and very generous and very much caring of the feminine, which I'm so grateful to have that modeled and the shadow of not allowing yourself to express rage when or express anger made it so that it would get bottled up and then temper. That's like the, the temper would happen. And, um, uh, I've witnessed it in my lineage and it was something when I was, uh, I think when I had like a full grasp of it, probably in my early 20s, I made a commitment to myself to work through it, whatever that meant to either, you know, off gas, the, ten- the anger as it came through, uh, find safe spaces for it, um, or just to resolve it so that I didn't pass it on to my to my children.
0: How do you do it? What are your methods for off-gassing rage?
1: Currently, hmm. What are my methods for for, uh, off-gassing rage? Because I've, I've been experiencing rage. I mean, part of it is, it's what instigated this show, was the vicarious, like watching other people purely express rage does a very subtle released for me because there's freedom. I'm watching someone be free in their expression, which is beautiful. So I see the full, the full circle of this is something that I resonate with. Mm-hmm. This person is, I, I can connect with the energy of this person and let part of my rage be justified and def- diffused. Um, I think sometimes it's having a conversation with someone who I feel safe with and just letting it roll. Um, I find that having conversations with people who I have a shared Venn diagram with and a shared view, it does a more that's a safer space to to release. Mm-hmm. When I'm having conversations with people who I have altered alternate opinions and views and we have different narratives, I don't feel safe to to let it out because the I know the context from which I'm sharing this and I don't want to have to explain. I don't have to explain any more than whatever the fuck comes out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. you know, at that, at that moment. And hopefully it's done in a way that is coherent also, so that I can also hear the rage coming out and kind of process what needs to be processed, let go of certain things or recognize it if that pattern comes up again in my consciousness.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So it sounds like like you're aware of a feeling, and it's not until you're in a a safe situation to move through it, to ascribe language to it, to then understand where this rage is coming from or the story behind it. Is that is that right?
1: It, when properly channeled, yes. When properly yeah. channeled, it can be some genius coming out of my mouth, some like high logic, bending paradigm growth factor um, oftentimes I'm like oh man I should have recorded that <laughs> I should have recorded that that was that could have been great on the vent cast um, but yeah there, I know when it's rightly expressed when it's righteous rage and it comes through as an actual lifting up of humanity by virtue of the fire that's coming out it's like a liftoff as yeah. opposed to trying to to suffocate something Right. Or to be justified, you know. There's there's a difference. There's definitely a difference in righteous rage and more, um, more victim-based or more like justified rage. Mm, yeah, you, there's well, a difference. You, in justified well, rage.
0: Yeah. So, how are you defining righteous rage?
1: I think when it's conscious. I mean, we are here on the Conscious Awesome show. So when we are able to wrangle that rage, so either the slow off gas of rage, or the collection of the rage in a safe space to vent into a conscious flow that becomes productive, not only for yourself but for other people, whoever may be witnessing.
0: I think that's the, the pieces that are resonating with me, like that it serves others. Victimy rage is boring as victimy everything is boring um when it's rage about a larger injustice that serves you know we're speaking to something that is hampering the greater good i find that resonates more with me and i also feel like like it's nice to hear orion morningstar rage because it's not his default setting like that's not how he usually Mm -hmm. is like dennis leary he's the first one to pop to mind like he's always raging so that's Whatever. But I think it's really interesting mm-hmm. when people where that there's, that's not necessarily their go-to mode of expression. And then they rage that has a lot more of an impact on me.
1: It's contrast currency.
0: Contrast currency. I love that.
1: Just came out. That's fresh right there. Yeah. Um, tell me about your experience with rage. Like when I said, right, just rage. And you're someone that I, I admire for the way that you hold and are free to express your your rage. Uh, I love your buttons, by the way. I just want to mention that.
0: Thank you. Isn't it amazing about the, a white button on a blue shirt just makes it awesome?
1: And it goes all the way across. Do you see there's like a line?
0: I know. I love this shirt so much. Your,
1: but your your sleeves also, it's all in one line.
0: Oh, yeah it's the greatest shirt plus i have a sunburn now so i'm wearing long sleeves in like intense heat anyway um
1: back to rage
0: back to rage so uh i mean I, I, we've talked about it on our show before my experience with rage is long deep windy and intense i you know what excited me about this this show idea which came from you i i had you know, the Orion Morningstar video popped into my mind because I was getting the same thrill. When you get angry, it makes me so happy. Like, it is my favorite. Um... Because it just indicates this, it's, it's a, an area where I don't normally see you and it's a, a place where I know you don't normally go. So I feel like it's a rare gift to see you there and I'm excited to see you exploring a different realm of your own emotional landscape um, from a place of freedom, right? That's, that's one thing that I see about Righteous Rage is there's a freedom in expression and people aren't like so carefully monitoring themselves. For me personally, like rage is my go-to. I was, you know, brought up, you know, by two rageaholics in a complete rage household and I'm animated by so much fire. It's easy for me to go to rage. Um, That being said, I've spent, you know, it continues to be my life's work to master that fire, to master those emotions, to not let it run me. And I'm still shocked how, like a few weeks ago when I got, thrown off of Tumblr and they still have not gotten back to me. I've sent six emails. I've nabbed them on Twitter. I've emailed the CEO. No explanation for being deplatformed. So when that No
1: response either? No response even. Nothing.
0: No response. Keep in mind, when the LA Weekly pulled all my articles down, no response when I reached out. When Reality Sandwich pulled all my articles down and I reached out, no response. This seems to be how uh, censorship is handled in 2020. Just no response. <clears throat> but it when that happened, I, you know, just like you said, reached for my phone and made a video. <clears throat> and it was, you know, like the most shared, the most liked, the most comments. And I'm consistently surprised how it's that rage that I put so much effort into, you know, wrangling and not putting on camera, not putting out there. And yet it gets that type of response. People are so... You know, are having their own vicarious thrill f- through it or something? I don't really get it. I'm I'm still working out my relationship to it.
1: I, I mean, I think we both witness it and can recognize that there's some there's some currency in in certain rage. There's some satisfaction. There's some way of relating. <laughs> it's not the normal relating that we would definitely not new agey hippie relating. Nah no no there's a different it's almost feels like of this where it's like a new edge it's like a a freedom of emotional expression with a responsibility of not projecting so I you know I think that um righteous rage and when I've witnessed it in you there's there are different I've witnessed different types of rage in you and I think in the case of the Tumblr video that you put out, which I also really enjoyed, and not enjoying at your expense, right? There's like a camaraderie in it. Yeah. There's a directing the rage as opposed to projecting the rage. You weren't actually projecting at any one or any specific entity. It was more like, it wasn't projecting, it was just directing the attention to a larger, topic a larger issue a larger thing that we can all kind of get in the pool and play together even if that play is a little bit aggressive there's some there's a difference
0: yeah i appreciate that i think there's something to to the tone and the intensity that it gets people to pay attention you know and i also think when you're talking about you know it's not the hippie new age thing that that's a point of hypocrisy in the hippie new age community that like there's this whole realm of expression that we're supposed to ignore repress and and i think that that's key you know like when orion morningstar is going off i don't feel triggered he's not directing it at me he's directing it towards these larger forces and i think a lot of times rage is you know repressed in our society or looked down upon or derided because people you know they'll hear a certain tone of voice or they'll they'll hear this like flavor of energy and they they fear for themselves and they're not able to like take themselves out of it like there there's some sort of fear that it's directed at them and i think righteous rage it, like you said it's not directed at any one person it's not projected it's not dangerous on an interpersonal level I think the rage that I respond to and what I think that you're talking to is like the frustration for larger injustices and larger deceptions happening and there's a certain like tone and way of expression that seems to be appropriate for like the largesse of the injustice being played out
1: Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, there's some, because it's all going somewhere there. The energy that comes out of us does ripple. And when directed, when projected, either one of those, it's going somewhere. So I think there's a, there's a safety in not directing or projecting it at a specific individual. um, Especially if you're inviting a response from that person. Fire, you know it's a fire emotion
0: yeah it's like if Orion was running out into the middle of a crowded street you wouldn't be like hey buddy stop you'd be like stop you know like there would be a fire to your expression so that Orion would be able to understand the necessity of his immediate listening and I think Mm. that is what is like that's what I'm getting from the bits of righteous rage that I'm responding to these days is that this is an 11th hour emergency situation. It's not like a let's meander our way into figuring out this deception over the next few years. There's an urgency to that righteous rage that I feel is appropriate for this moment in time.
1: And we've also allowed it to become this.
0: We're yeah. responsible. We dropped the we had, democracy.
1: We could have a... Uh a more gradual and it could have just, it could have been a smoother kind of a transition, but because right now the swiftness is more weighty than the smoothness. Um, And that's something that I'm working on, you know, the the yelling, the yelling at Orion, and my son Orion.
0: Does that ever happen? Um,
1: I don't think it's happened yet. Mm -hmm. Last night, I could have. I definitely could have because he woke up at, uh, three, maybe 3. 20, And, uh, I, I couldn't get him down until after five. I couldn't even get him down. I tagged Zoe. I was like, I, I got, it. I, I am at the end of my, my patient cycle. And, uh, there's no reasoning with a middle of the night, half dreaming, but won't fall asleep. Super fidgety toddler. Um, but it also wasn't like a, I'm gonna yell situation.
0: That doesn't feel like righteous rage would be at all appropriate. I understand your personal frustration.
1: Yeah, the yelling piece is interesting. Cause I, like my father yelled at me several times and I really, I really paid attention to what he did. It was interesting cause when my dad yelled it was a very different vibe than when my mom yelled. Very different. Um. It was much scarier when my dad yelled.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was much, uh, but it was also when my mom yelled. It ing- it pulled a different emotion out of me—not fear, but like sadness that I disappointed someone.
0: Aww. It was
1: a it was a different different energy, the masculine and the feminine, maybe something like that. Um, and in some ways, I can see the effectiveness of like a father's yell. And I also, because it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, I'm very, I'm, I've held back um, and I think I will kind of hold back to know the appropriate use of that, uh, but also not hold back too much that it builds up and then comes out in, in some um, unconscious rant that then will require mending at some, some level.
0: Yeah, I think because I was raised with so much rage, I have a different level of tolerance for it. And while I don't advocate irresponsible use of rage at all, it's not, you know, when it comes to interpersonal relationships it's not a very functional tool but one thing that i can appreciate about it is that it's honest and when someone's raging i know where they stand and when someone doesn't have a relationship with their rage and has taken on different sort of distortions and personality constructs to cover it up i feel less comfortable with those people because what they're saying is not lining up with the emotions that i see animating them so there's something in the simplicity of of someone acting the way they're feeling that I, a part of me, and of course it depends on the situation, and a part of me appreciates. Like watching Ted Cruz in all of these hearings going on right now and his rage at the obstruction of justice regarding, you know, Clinton's emails or what was happening in the Obama administration. I love his rage. It's so appropriate.
1: It's also something that's not really heard in in politics that often. I think it used to be. I think back in the day, there used to be full on rage and yelling and passionate debate. It's not so much that anymore. Um, it's safe. everyone's trying to be so safe. And because everything is visible, you know, it's like everything is recorded, everything can be pulled up again. People are much more guarded, much safer, but then in that way, also less honest with what's really going on. Yeah, I think if we were to turn off that program of mind control where people didn't, weren't so concerned about, uh, weren't concerned about being reelected, but more concerned about bringing forth justice and truth. And if that meant that they were reelected, you know, it's like starting a business so you can make money versus starting a business to provide value. Yeah. So if that program totally. was turned off with the reelection cycle, and people were able to voice their their true true we would have a very very different relationship with democracy i think it would have more weight
0: 100% yeah. yeah there's you know something that's coming up for me now is that i've been dealing for the past couple months with the local governance in new mexico about these unconstitutional mask ordinances and the shutdown that is you know completely crippled the economy here and I had been tempering my rage. What does temper mean when you're tempering chocolate? Like, what does that phrase equate to?
1: It's a controlling of the temperature. Okay. So there's a certain order of dropping the temperature and then raising it up again so that the fat crystals lock in properly. Mm-hmm. So, but to temper generally means to control the temperature.
0: Okay. Which so
1: makes I- sense emotionally. Right.
0: Totally makes sense. So I had for the past couple months had been tempering my rage in an attempt to collaborate with the mayor and to collaborate with the city council and to put, you know, my feelings about what they were doing to hold them at bay and temper them in such a way that we could find a collaborative middle ground. And events occurred this week that made it clear that that is not happening and they don't seem to be operating on the up and up. And so my temper has been unleashed <laughs> and it's easier for me. It's more fun. And I noticed like there's more support for for the things that I'm posting on social media um, now that my temper has been unleashed.
1: It's an attract. It's a it's a magnetic and attractive pulse. Because people are also feeling that, and maybe they're not allowing themselves to express it. And so you are actually, you are allowing a, a note of vicariousness to exist. You are being a, uh, a a tenant, a pole, a pillar of truth that people can relate to. You know, it's like a, a guiding post or even a lighthouse. Um, so there's some... There's there's a lot of value in it. And we don't always know the value, especially when we're putting things out into social media. You don't know the value that you're providing. And the authentic rage, the righteous rage that comes out, does have a lot more shareability.
0: And when you bear witness to righteous rage, does it then inspire you to express your own rage differently? Does it embolden you? Does it give you permission?
1: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's an examining too, because there's a, wow, that looks like it feels good. That feels very aligned. I'm witnessing that person actually evolve before my eyes. Their consciousness is getting more stretch marks more wrinkles in their brain. There's like a certain witnessing of that growth. Um,
0: Well, there's also a vulnerability. Like there's, it feels more intimate. Like when I, when you do No Yes Justin videos and when you're in the car and you're like annoyed at whoever's driving, it feels more intimate. Like it's just, it's like I I have more access to you in that state somehow.
1: I think about that in uh, when I'm planning videos. Um, that I don't need to plan the videos. You know, there's like, there's an idea of writing out a bunch of content so that it's just moved through me, put on a piece of paper, kind of familiar. And then to go and record a bunch of videos, I'd rather, the less planning, the better it comes off. The more contrived, even though, you know, there's, there's, there's a message, there's something that I want to be saying. And so, I want to do it in a concise way. I want to do it in a way that delivers, prop, you know, professionally and the raw stuff, it just works better. So what's, what, why am I fighting that? You know, to be in some idea of a professional, um, yeah, it's a lot of effort to be optically professional it takes away from the core of what's going on of what you're offering.
0: It's, yeah, I, I mean, optics, which I think I'd mentioned as a potential show for us before, like, it's, I just don't Mm. have a lot of respect for it because it's, it's style over substance. It's why, like, anytime I've had a first date with a guy who comes to pick me up in a Porsche, I want to vomit and I don't even want to go anymore. Like, you're telling me that you're shallow, you're telling me that you have a small penis, you're telling me that you're more concerned about what people think about you than, like, a smart, safe ride or something. I know you like fancy cars, but um... I,
1: I, you know, I'm like, well, I really like Porsches and (laughs) I don't, I think there's actually a nice exercise in driving a Porsche, um, which I've gotten to do several times in that there's the temptation to look at how people are seeing you, but the more raw, like the more fulfilling venture in that is to just feel connected to a piece of machinery that allows your that that allows my hands, feet, and my center to be connected to like 400 horses at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's a certain power and grace in that. So, I hear what you're saying because that's often the case. You also did grow up in Los Angeles, where I'm sure that there was quite a bit of optics. But it's it's never these. It's never what's presented. It's not. It's never actually. Not never, that's uh, too much of a generalization. What I'm saying is the Porsche shows up and the intention behind it, that's more so what you're responding to. You're trying to protect yourself, I think.
0: I mean, more so, like, taking the judgment aside, it's indicating that we're likely not on the same page. Like, we likely just don't share the same value system um, and that I'm not the type of girl who falls for that. And I just don't like that optics have taken over politics have taken over our culture that people are so concerned for how things look versus just having integrity in how they behave, whether cameras are on them or not, is I, why we're in, you know, one of the main reasons why we're in this mess. There's no integrity. Optics don't have dick to do with integrity.
1: <laughs> Optics are subverting integrity. Optics really sub- subvert it. I yeah. like what you said, optics are uh, s- style over substance.
0: A million percent, which is, like some people are wired that way, that's fine, no judgment, I'm just not wired that way. And when it comes to you know people in positions of authority or leadership, I'm really not into that. You know, like our mayor, <laughs> he does these um, videos that he, you know, like he speaks into the camera and then he puts them on facebook and he starts them these days wearing a mask and then pauses to take the mask off and speak and that kind of disgusting propaganda mind control gets no respect from me none even if the yeah. mask thing was real and like let's pretend the virus was real let's pretend that masks work let's pretend it was 100 on the up and up that still wouldn't work for me because you're sitting alone in your office talking to a camera. So it's performative and it's dumb. Sorry, yeah. this is righteous rage right now. <laughs> this,
1: is, this is righteous rage. And it's, it's also with a lot of substance behind it. Just this. Thanks. It is. You're more allowed... There's more permission around sharing righteous rage and being in that state when you've done when you've done research and usually what happens is I'll spend days deep diving into some topic and learning a bunch about it and also unveiling and understanding the injustices that lie within it. And this rage starts to build. And then when the righteous rage comes through, there's, there's substance in that. There's some deep core that I'm pulling from. You know that is uh, sourced. It's sourced very uh, in you know in a network, almost like a mycelial network that is feeding me to share out and somehow equalize. Yeah.
0: It's a very generative, energetic, righteous rage. Like for me, it's definitely contributed to a lot of creativity, a lot of output, a lot of action and a lot of content because in my, my long windy experience with rage is that rage likes to move like rage needs, rage yeah. needs expression. You know, we were, were just talking about this, like the least healthy thing you could do with rage is pretend it isn't there or sit on it or shove it under a rug. So for me, I've learned to use rage to be creatively generative, you know, like another gross thing happened here in Santa Fe the other day and I was so pissed. Like I just got into action, reached out some friends, called the mayor's office, do this, do that. And a lot of action was taken because of that rage. And I think that might be a really smart thing to invite our audience into is like to to take note of where we can utilize rage to embolden us and encourage us to take positive action to make whatever change that righteous rage is pointing to needs to be made or is calling to be made.
1: Indeed, yes to that, 100%. It's a great practice as well. It may feel a little clumsy at first. It may feel a little bit, how do I use, I mean, for myself, that was the case when I was first experimenting with rage. Uh, it it just was like it was like riding a bike for the first time. I was like, oh, how do I balance it? How do I not put too much fire into it? How do I have enough fire so that it stays warm and it and also that it can have that it can have some endurance, that yeah. it can go and have some stamina. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So, but it's a practice. It's totally a practice. And if we, when we avoid. Something like rage, which is such a productive and generative emotional strata, uh, we are doing ourselves and the people that we could be serving and providing value for it. We're doing a disservice. So it's really on us to take the invitation of emotions. Uh, a, a wise man who's no longer walking this planet, uh, Nathan, a young is wise Nathan?
0: Man.
1: This is not Natan. This is uh, Scott, Scott Zero.
0: Great who, name. Uh, Amazing.
1: I mean, he's very much Scott Zero. He was such a hero of, of, uh, he was just such an embodiment of the concept of zero. You know, no sides. Beautiful. You know, Um, he would do like crazy stuff. I remember when I first met him, uh, he had this giant pirate flag with a zero, with a bone through it. And he, he, he dressed up like a, like a service operator and went to the top of the Marriott in San Francisco to do some elevator work or something or painting, who knows what. He could like pull that. Um, and he went and climbed out, pulled down the American flag that was on the building and put up his pirate flag.
0: Amazing. And it was
1: there for a couple of days before they realized what the heck was going on. That's he was awesome. just stunts like that. Uh, he also introduced me to Rick and Morty. Um, and then one day he left his body, and it's your still friend. a mystery. I, in in a lot of ways, I was like, you lived out your life so raw, so pure, so free. You know, he didn't. He wasn't afraid about rustling people's feathers. You know, he wasn't concerned with that. He was just emanating his artist self, um, and I think he did what he was here to do. Uh, he told me once, um, I remember on a dance floor probably pretty late at night we were talking about emotion and emotional intelligence and the way that things move through an energy and he's like feelings just want to be felt Mm -hmm. and that hit me in such a true way where just let let yourself feel the things that come up so that they're addressed and then don't own you don't govern you It it really is at the heart of sovereignty as far as emotions are concerned. Feelings just want to be felt. That's, that's how you serve them. And that's how they ultimately serve you.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Thanks, Scott. Thanks,
0: Thanks, Scott. Scott. Zero, wherever you are on whatever dimension you're soaring now.
1: Totes. Totally. Cool. Was Um, there there
0: anything else about righteous rage you want to touch in on?
1: That feels, that feels generally good. I think the right use of rage has been discussed and, and at least instigated uh, for our audience members. Pop in some comments on this video and um, let us know. So maybe some of your rage experiences that have been productive or clearing, mending, healing, these things. Uh, and And in all things Conscious Awesome, there is an evolution. We're inviting you as we invite ourselves to hone our game and to master this instrument called human.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: Yes. Thank you, DK.
0: Thank you, Justin. Thank you, audience. May
1: your, may your righteous rage be pure. Aho. Aho.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest. And remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe.